Yeah. <laughs> so welcome to today's episode. Welcome, welcome. I'm eating as always. That's really good podcast content, really good audio quality there, Rachel. Thank you so thank much. You. Um, so we should probably start with a little introduction. Um, and also we need to do a positive. <laughs> positive we just negative. forgotten how to record a podcast. We genuinely, I feel like it's been so long, even though it's literally been a week, but we haven't recorded, we've only recorded, because we've recorded the bonus episode yesterday, which would be Saturday for you guys, because this is coming out on a Friday. So last Saturday we recorded um, the bonus episode, and today we're recording the long episode, and I have and no idea what we do. No, like, how do we do this before, like, so seamlessly? But even yesterday we, like, played some games, it's pretty chill, pretty low-key. Low-key, low-key. And now we're having to be actual busty babes. Yeah, we have to be serious people, sensible, we have to, like... Oh, first of all, we have to absolutely claim or disclaim that we're not therapists. We're not therapists. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be a Busty Babes episode if we didn't at some point say we're We're not not therapists. therapists, As much as we'd love to be, I can be a therapist if you want me to, but I have no qualifications, and you will (laughs) pay me. I'll probably just tell you to drink more. Yeah. Have a face. Do face mask. Do face mask. Get face mask. mask. Do you know, mask. Like, this is doubtfire. Check out the Instagram. <laughs> you, know you can anyway, find us so- at um, underscore podcast on Instagram. Please go check out those wonderful pictures. Yes, I looked fit. You um, did. So what are we talking about today, Best? I think this is how we start podcasts. Before we do what we're talking about today, we've got to do positive and negative. <gasps> yes you almost forgot my god it's i look so sorry so who's doing positive who's doing negative you do negative i'll do a positive okay i'll do the negative and then you can bring everyone up with the positive that i'm sure you're gonna rack your brain for um i'm really so, working on it in case i haven't rinsed it enough um <laughs> my dog passed away by the time we listen to this it'll be a couple of weeks ago but that's why there wasn't an episode last week, in case you were wondering. Yeah. I'm sure you were all sat there at midday on Friday, like, hmm, where, where are my babes? What's going where on? Where are my babes? Well, our oldest babe passed. A wonderful third host. Babes. Yeah. Yeah, she was. And yeah, it was really sad. And I'm, I don't think I'm coping very well. But no. we're going to ignore that. And Ben, what's your positive? Well, before we get onto the positive, I'd just like to say that we're all here to support you, Rachel, and we oh, understand that grief is really tough and really difficult, and we all love you loads. And also, grief, we are going to do a whole episode on grief and grief 100%. and stuff like that. But grief isn't linear, you know, one day yeah. you can be like, oh, I'm absolutely fine, and by midday you're like, okay so to cry now my my heart hurts that's what i kept saying wasn't it like my heart hurts (laughs) yeah and it's okay to like i think the issue is like cj was basically your child like it's not a case of it's just a dog it's a case of literally cj was your baby he he was my third baby i i still am a dog mum, and i said that in the instagram post you know this isn't the end of me being a dog mum. i'm still gonna be a dog mum to you know I, I really want to rescue and it's something that i've been talking about with my my mom because she's really involved in animal rescue and loads of people in the community and I, already i am looking that doesn't mean i'm over it it just means i'm now available to help others and i feel like yeah. loads of people are going to misinterpret me already looking for a new 
dog but no I'm, I'm always looking for rescues as opposed to breeders exactly it's so important to um support really good like rescue dogs because i think breeding yeah. dogs is a real massive issue and this is going completely on a tangent where the episode we're doing <laughs> episode we're going, but honestly breeding dogs is so dangerous and i think getting purebred dogs yeah. at the moment is a political statement of sorts and it's not very good just yeah. don't do it guys rescue and yeah as much as i would absolutely love to have a puppy you know bring the dog up from puppy age i one i don't have the lifestyle to do that right now mm. and two i i loved how rewarding it was having cj i knew he wouldn't live very long in my care i yeah. knew that from the get-go but the two and a half years i had with him were the most rewarding two and a half years of my life i don't think that's so dramatic that's so but I, I made so yeah it is yeah. and i just oh, i miss him and we I all do. miss him too and i bet everybody listening misses him the third little third little host of the podcast with a little yeah <sighs> breathing <sighs> We loved it. Heart failure breathing. It was, it it was, was gorgeous. And if and you I want to check out the CJ... <laughs> if you want to check out the CJ highlight, we have a highlight on our Instagram, uh, yes. pictures of CJ, um, and he will be forever in our hearts and our memories. Yes. We love him. Big time. Aww. Big love, CJ. Woo! Big love, oh, CJ. Right. Anyway, my positive because I feel like we've just depressed everyone. Let us raise the positivity for all those second year A level students. Um, college is over. <laughs> Yay! So that's my positive of the week. I now have even more time to do absolutely fuck all. But I think I'm going to start studying some of my course material for university a bit earlier, or um, building up new skills. So not. <laughs> I will try my very best. <laughs> I'm, at, I'm, I'm trying to turn a corner. I'm good. on the first of May. I want to do a 30 day challenge thing. I think everybody who's listening should join in and do a 30 so day challenge. So, what sort of 30 day challenge are you thinking? I'm going to do 30 days of yoga and 30 days of letter writing. So, I'm going to write letters to people, oh. a different person every day. And then I'm going to have the at the end of it, I've sent 30 letters off, if not more. And if I like it, I can continue. And the yoga's just because it's good for your brain if you want something good for your brain yoga babe do you do you know how expensive stamps are i work in a post office babes yeah (laughs) they're expensive but i think what i'm gonna do is because because to get my exercise i think i'm gonna be cycling so most of my lessons are gonna go to people that are quite close to me apart from like one or two that are gonna go to like other people but for my auntie yeah. um i'm gonna like cycle over there and post it through the door and it'll be really sweet oh, and then it's so nice um spoiler alert I, you may or may not get a letter in the post rachel just watch out watch out um oh. and if you're listening and you want a letter from me just hit me up in the busty babes dms and Stacey Solomon actually did that. I don't know if you follow Stacey Solomon on Instagram. Mm. I highly recommend her because she's just amazing. She's really funny. I really funny. do love her. She's funny and she's so normal and I just love her. But basically she wrote a letter to her mum and then she was like, Oh, I really enjoyed letter writing. If anyone needs like a pick me up, send me, you know, your name and I'll write you a letter and instead of posting it, because post is like really ruined at the moment in case you're thinking of posting anything like it won't <laughs> ever get there yeah. um she just took a picture of it and sent it back to them um on dm Aww. on instagram and yeah it's just that's so sweet. sweet we could do something similar 
I think we should. And I, I think if anyone needs to pick me up right now, or if anyone knows anyone that needs to pick me up right now, hit us up on the DMs and we'll send Get them a letter. Get two strangers to send them letters. Exactly. We'll, we, we, we'll, we will not put anything explicit in there, nothing. Unless you want to. No, I mean, unless, <laughs> unless you're paying us. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a joke. We are very respectable young women. Not that sex workers aren't respectable young women. We appreciate the work you do. Well done, correction. Okay, doing Essential myself a workers. Moving on. <laughs> but yeah, that's my positive of the week. College is over and now I have a lot more time and a lot less stress. And I already know that I'm going to go to university, whatever my grades are, because I will force them to take me. Um, Please take... That's where um, your needs come in. That's what you're saving your needs for. Please take me. Did you... I had... I have been thinking recently that future employers and my universities could listen to this podcast. How funny would that be? That would not be funny. I would not yeah, get but a job. future... If I ever went to university, they could listen to this. And if... um. I ever leave my job and I have to look for a new one, future employees could listen to this. I mean, I say the C word on this podcast, I would not be employed. We say the C word at work like most days. I mean, it's kind of a requirement where I work. <laughs> if you are a future employer and or a future, future educational institution that I'm applying to, please just know <laughs> that I am a really hard worker. I will do my very best. I'm very smart. I'm very confident. Do you know how often we say you hardly do anything for the podcast on it? <laughs> invite me in. We'll get some diversity, you know, like hiring. we get some mental health diversity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. and also following from that very seamlessly you would also get some lgbt diversity wouldn't you beth exactly you'd get some inclusivity you'd get the and that bang. yeah the whole shebang the whole shebang and that brings us on to this episode which is beth lgbt well it's an introduction to our own personal experiences with the lgbt community, community. <laughs> we are planning in june june in june we are the gay one the the gay one no in june we are planning to do um each episode is going to be on a different section of the lgbt to celebrate pride month and we will be doing that all of june so we thought instead of wasting an episode as rachel so kind of put to me before we start the podcast (laughs) um instead of an episode we'd go in with a little introduction to how we have experienced LGBT community and what it's like being an ally and what it's like being in it and all the shebang. Yeah. So, yeah. So, as a as a little clarification, I'm the ally. Yes, I am um, the queer. I am the gay. <laughs> I'm the very gay. I am <laughs> intensely into women. <laughs> <laughs> so, and how then. do you identify? I well, it's at this very... moment in time. At this moment in time, I'd say I don't believe in the construct of gender. Um, that's just my personal opinion. So mm-hmm. fuck that. I don't mind what pronouns I have, to be honest. Um, and I identify as bisexual slash just queer. That what you did in that little hand flick. That was like <laughs> I'm queer. <laughs> I'm queer. and the, it's the bisexual um, finger guns that I enjoy doing sometimes. So. I don't know why it reminds me of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but it does. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) We hype Brooklyn Um, Nine-Nine up so so much on this pod. I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, come at us. Come at us, we're ready. Rachel, how do you identify? 
I'm straight. I am <laughs> she, her. I'm so sorry. It's okay, um, we support straights. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> Finally <laughs> found a community I could fit into. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, I'm straight. Um, always have been. Don't know if I always will be. That That's the cycle of life, isn't it? That's the cycle um, of life. I, I, yeah, I, I'm she, her. I'm a, I, I identify as a female. We love that. And, but, despite but. all that, I'm still a massive, massive advocate for... Um, pride and the lgbt community and lgbt rights i've always supported you but you have been involved no, 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 it's fine. with the lgbt and lgbt lgbt davies it's me <laughs> um, you have been involved with the lgbtq plus community quite a lot in your life yeah um, my mum is also um lebanese she's a lebanese she, she's gay um though she's like she doesn't like labels so but she is she's married to a woman so (laughs) i know and as far as i'm aware she identifies as she her also um though i did once have a dream that she came out as transgender and i was like this is too much much. it it was like that episode of the kardashians where kylie and kendall go up to Caitlin, I say, so do we still call you dad or what do we call you? <laughs> I know, I've, I've never been in the situation of having a trans um, parent, but I imagine that would be so, like, not hard, yeah. well, difficult. I know it would be difficult to, like, have yeah. to with this new person because it is a completely different person. And we will get on to talk about transgender. <laughs> exactly. Um, so things I've, made, I've made a list of questions for Beth because I, Beth, I made some juicy questions to get the absolute best out of best. I've literally called the note gay questions. <laughs> and a lot of my questions, I haven't written them down, but I know what I want to ask you. And a lot of them, I think, are going to bounce off what you're going to say. Okay. We just know just so well. <laughs> so let's script this get back. Let's go back to the beginning. Are you ready? Are you ready for the, the timeline? Well, it's not going to be a timeline. It's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a fun timeline time. This is going really well. Um, so <laughs> how did you figure out you were gay? And then I also said in bracket, uh, also put slash trans because there was a time in your life. I thought where... I was FTM transgender. And if you don't know what that means, that's female to male transgender. So I um, transitioned to being a man. You, you were in the, beginning stages of you were about to go to a gender clinic and then you were like actually actually i don't believe in gender and it's bullshit (laughs) (laughs) cut it all off i think it's wrong i don't (laughs) like gender as a construct it is patriarchal and then she ended up in parliament (laughs) i am now Theresa may (laughs) bojo tess come on guys come on let's start a boy band (laughs) so what was your like sexual awakening so a lot of the this won't be a very surprising for a lot i'll just take you through my queer history really for this Mm. question um so when i was born um i was just massive (laughs) homosexual (laughs) um so i started in she came out singing i did i was just like i love vagina <laughs> from the get-go I can imagine baby Bess doing that <laughs> I was baby really, Bess was also really cute by the way I was really tubby I like look like the Michelin man but like a cuter version of the Michelin I man. wonder why you have an eating disorder anyway <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. um, so when I started junior school was when you kind of start I mean for me anyway it's when you kind of start noticing 
um, the people around you and be like, oh, I'd quite like to get with that person or oh, yes. I have like tingly feelings for that person. And I started obviously um, being very attracted to boys because that's what I was told that I was very attracted to. And yep. you know, some of the boys are really like pretty, even though they're a little bit wallies. Some of them are really nice. <laughs> and then <clears throat> when I... <laughs> when I started getting these feelings for the boys I also recognised a lot of my female friends and was like why do I feel the exact same way why would I not mind like giving you a little bit of a, a smooch and then <laughs> it kind <laughs> so of how old, how old were you at this point I was probably like year five year six that's when I started really getting like so feelings for like 9 10 11 sort of age yeah and um probably just like on the brink of puberty kind of thing yeah and my my whole like I don't think I'd ever really been exposed to the LGBT community so I didn't know what it was I just knew that I was a very like I didn't think it was wrong I just didn't think it was right either so I was just kind of like oh this is how everyone must feel about their friends like everybody wants to sleep with their friends it's so normal like I don't know why everyone's making a big fuss about it and <laughs> are you so normal <laughs> that's like literally how you've gone through life just going oh it's normal it's fine I'll get through it it's normal it's fine and even earlier than this like I literally just remember this but even earlier than this I had a best friend in pro- like really early like primary school so like you're one year two kind of years I don't know what age that is but you're one year two um and we were really best friends we used to play this game called um um dig like something it was like a boy and a girl and that was the game and I always opted to be the boy (laughs) and I was like I I will take one for the team and all of these girls were like right okay so you're all of our you're a boyfriend right and so you have to be the boyfriend and I was like oh no what a shame this is where it started (laughs) what am I gonna oh we're gonna have to kiss and they're like oh no we can't like kiss that's like not even part of the game I was like oh but if I'm your boyfriend (laughs) it has to happen (laughs) and um and I used to like orchestrate um kiss chase games and I used to be like I'll be like the girls have to play too like it's not just it's just, it's just boys it's girls we're not, everybody's playing everyone's playing okay yeah. everyone's playing <laughs> so that kind of like where it started and then friends in secondary school I fell in love with my best friend shocking really um oh, <laughs> I fell in love with my best friend like every storyline in every, every teen drama ever. Literally every gay, like not every gay girl, I don't want to stereotype it. Every single gay girl that I've met has fallen in love with their straight friend at one point or another. You've never fallen in love with me. Yeah, but I don't think you're attractive. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think you're, you're so rude. I think you're wonderful, but you're just not my type. My type is more... Um, Mentally unstable. So. Oh, what a shame! I shouldn't have <laughs> myself. Tragic. Um, no, but then I <laughs> fell in love with my best friend, um, and I was in love with her for three years. And I was. Oh, do you know who I'm talking about? I know exactly who you're talking about. Do you want to say it and then cut out the name? No. Who? No. For three years. No way. From Why? Year- I don't know. Don't ask me that question. I don't know. Um, and I used to just be completely devoted to her. And we 
spent a lot of time together and I thought oh well basically she loves me back and she was like I'm not gay and I was like oh she loves me so much <laughs> and um then I kind of moved on from that and I was also in love with him for a bit at one point but we're just gonna cut that name out and bleep it it's yeah. fine um but I fell in love with a lot of my friends and I fell in love with a lot of my guy friends so I was just dating everyone to be honest I was a bit of a... just getting a bit of everything nothing's changed um loosey-goosey um and then obviously <laughs> I met my first girlfriend in secondary school um mm-hmm. you know who I'm talking about oh my god i met my first kind of proper girlfriend um in secondary school and we were like dating for like a couple of weeks and i thought she was the absolute best thing that ever happened to me and i was like oh she had my hand we're basically getting married and then um she um (laughs) she didn't fall in love but she liked another girl and she kind of led me and this other girl on which then led us to start speaking, like led me to start speaking with the other girl that that just sleep <laughs> it. Just we're just like, was talking um, to, and that person turned out to be somebody else we spoke about on the podcast, which was my second serious girlfriend, and that relationship lasted for about a year and a bit. So I usually say it's about two years because we were still kind of seeing each other after we broke up. So, and yeah. that's and then have you had anyone since or? <laughs> i have had i um had a another girlfriend in my second year of college i do i've been like i've been dating and kind of like dating girls and boys but a lot of it changed when i um explored my gender identity Mm. in we'll get on to that in just a second we'll talk about that later um so i was um, like on Tinder and I was dating girls and boys and like swiping on girls and boys um, and then I met my second no my third serious serious <clears throat> girlfriend this is really long and really boring I'm really sorry guys no 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 it's really I'm really like interested <laughs> and I've been there through all of it <laughs> um, I met my third girlfriend um, in my second year of college and I was besotted with this well, I mean, I was besotted with all of them. I fall in love very easily, but um, she was like the shit, and then we broke up. Yeah, <laughs> and it went really well, and it, it was really, really well. healthy, and it's really still healthy. really healthy. And I'm so proud of you that you I managed to do a healthy breakup. I have a um, really codependent tendencies, and I can't let go of yeah, people that I'm in love with. Yeah, so, yeah. Bing, bing, bing. yeah. So, how did you? um first realize or think that you were trans how did you explore that gender identity well that is a another fun thing because throughout my childhood <laughs> that was really fun <laughs> it kind of goes along with my um my sexuality but it doesn't it's not the same kind of thing because gender and sexuality are two completely different things um but I always felt a bit weird in my body and weird within myself and a lot of that I think was to do with the trauma I experienced and the dissociation diso- disassociation because of that trauma disassociation that I <laughs> um I had a lot of dis- disassociation because of that trauma from my body and my life and my experiences so that kind of messed me up a little bit in my early years so I didn't really 
have a great start and then um as I kind of grew up and hit puberty I was like oh my god I hate myself I don't want to be myself I would rather be literally anybody else and I also I didn't experience um this is so hard to talk about um I didn't experience any sexual assault but I was in a situation where a lot of that was um present it's very confusing I think that also just kind of added to things the, up yeah added to the um like confusion within myself and then obviously puberty hit and it sucked ass and <laughs> i was experiencing feelings for girls and boys and i was like oh but only boys can experience feelings for girls and i can't be a girl if i like enough girl i can't i can't be a boy because that's just wrong i have a vagina and then i was like oh my god <laughs> um and then <laughs> uh, i i still think i never really felt like a man but then I never really felt like a woman either sometimes but how are men and women meant to feel that is the age-old question gender as a social construct fuck the patriarchy um so I don't even know how to explain it really I kind of looked into what I was feeling and the thing popped up was gender dysphoria which is like not feeling comfortable with your gender and your body and I do still think that I experience gender dysphoria, even though I don't identify as um, FTM transgender anymore. Mm. Um, oh. But so I kind of did my research and led it led me to the conclusion that I was in fact a man trapped in a woman's body. Um, and it, it, yeah, and it was like serious. Serious. Um, we can. I, I'm thinking of putting my transition timeline from um my youth up to now um on the instagram so if you want to see that we can um go check it out and it'll Mm -hmm. be up there by the time this episode is posted but it was it was serious and it was something that i dealt with and i remember like getting my first binder in secondary school um and i like tried on and i like cried because it was like amazing and i was like i don't have boobs anymore if you don't know what a binder is it's basically a chest compression device that like pushes yeah. your boobs so you don't have them or your chest so you don't have it um and i basically went through the necessary steps to socially transition into theo theo was a person um and that took me from about year 10 to my second year of college so that was like because i remember when we started um becoming friends again in april so literally like this time a year ago you i was like because i saw you and i was prepared to call you theo but then you were wearing a skirt and you you were wearing a t-shirt said women can change the world and i was like what (laughs) vibes here i mean yeah and i was literally so I started to detransition around that time um, from Theo, which was a really difficult process, which I don't think people talk about enough. Mm. Um, and I came to con- the conclusion personally, and I don't speak for all trans people because my experience is not the usual, this is not the normal. Trans people are so valid and I support the transgender community and I support all the genuine trans people out there and i think there should be so much more support and help and if you feel like you're trapped for the wrong body then get 
get that support. Say something. Say something. Don't be afraid to be who you are because you. It's okay to be transgender. I'm just not FTM transgender, and I couldn't carry on living that <laughs> because it wasn't but right. But it was. So before, like we, because I think something that we talk about quite openly between us is gender and gender not being a fixed male female yeah or not even just a fixed male female trans like it's not a fixed thing it's, it's entirely a, um what's it called a, uh, a spectrum yes no, gender is yes gender is a spectrum yes so even though you're not theo anymore you're it's still like it was still good progress because you still thought right okay i'm not male i'm not female yeah i'm a bit in between i bit, yeah I have gone through it wasn't a wasted thing no it wasn't a wasted thing and I really all the time I like I genuinely did feel comfortable in myself as Theo um I had some really um amazing relationships with people that knew me as Theo and my last girlfriend um knew me as Theo so I was in a straight relationship with her so it wasn't get it was very confusing yeah Um, and that I think personally I think I don't think she would agree but personally I think the entire relationship kind of fell to pieces when I started detransitioning because I was a completely different person again um and that's I feel like people don't believe this but from like a best friend perspective Theo and Beth were entirely different people and that sounds insane and I feel like if somebody else was to say that I'd be like you're cuckoo like that's the same yeah even if they don't identify the same that's still the same like human yeah shell and i was and i yeah but it's so true i mean i feel like in the last year you've become a thousand percent more confident as best definitely than you ever were as theo i, I feel like theo was really I, f- I felt even though you were able to express yourself through your gender by socially transitioning i felt like you were more stuck as yeah. theo because I feel like you told people for however many years by this point that you were Theo, you were going to transition so you turned 18 and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then it, you kind of hit a point where you were like, actually, no, incorrect. no. <laughs> I don't believe that. And then you that. sort of felt <laughs> trapped in that. Yeah. I think yeah. For, there was a very short amount of time where I felt liberated and I felt amazing. And then I was like, but this isn't me. I can't keep living this life. Like this may be great for some people, but it's not for me. And what I need is personally, I need psychological um, support because for a long time, this is something I don't know whether we, we don't really need to talk about this, but for a long time, I did believe that I had um, dissociative identity disorder. So I believe that I had a lot of different identities and I still struggle with that kind of unstable sense of self and I'm kind of working on that and it's not really something that I want to discuss until it's all sorted out and I like have that kind of side of me um kind of I've gone through it myself but I do feel like I am lots of different people and that's very difficult for people to grasp and when I say that to people they're like um (laughs) excuse me what the fuck (laughs) but then at the same time people would automatically assume that you're like um oh my god what's his name um the guy in split yeah i'm like okay you would automatically assume that but it's it's not like that it's not like that i just am made up of a lot of different identities and i do still think that theo is a part of me as much as 
um, I am a part of me now. And for a long time, I kind of go by two names. So I have a nickname and my nickname is Blue. I don't remember. You you know of this. Um, so yeah, I've but I just Beth don't call Blue. you Blue. I know. And I don't mind either because it's my, pref- like, it, my preferences. Call me what you want to call me. Like, even if you call me Theo, like, you can call me whatever. I don't care. It's just very confusing. So, like, I think it's just because I've always, it's always been like beth or theo so to call you another name it's like oh my god no it's a a lot of effort i think (laughs) well personally when i go to university i think that's just going to be the name i use because i already know there's another like bethany on my course and it bethany is very common name and i'll just use it as a nickname but i always know that like bethany and beth is my name and that is who i am and just because it's a female name it doesn't mean i'm any less of like all of the parts of me it's just like yeah and i I did yeah. Um, toy around with the idea of non-binary and like gender fluid but I just don't think I fit into that label either I think I'm just me and that's okay yeah so what would what would you say is the difference between you and people who identify as non-binary or gender fluid I have mental health issues and I think my identity and this fact that my identity is so split is because of my mental health issues. And I don't think that's the same for transgender people because trans people are not mentally unwell. They are transgender. Yeah. That was a really quick answer. Like I was yeah. attacking you. Well, that's that's right, right, okay. <laughs> Next question then. Um, <laughs> so when did you first hear what being gay, what LGBT was? Um, when did you first learn about it? I first learned about it when my mum spoke about it to me because um, my mum was always very open about identity, LGBT, women, loving women because my um, that had been a part of her life. I don't. <laughs> I might have to. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna cut this out, but I tell you, fucking. We're gonna have to cut this all out. But, oh my. Mm. But yeah. So my mum. That was where I first heard about it when she told me about some of her own experiences with the LGBT community and then from there I just did my research and I've just like looked at a lot of YouTube and there are some really great queer YouTubers out there if you're not on YouTube like here up do your research yes oh because I remember it was never taught at school never was it? I don't no. know if it if the curriculum's changed and it is now but I remember I don't remember hearing about the word gay, but I remember the first time I heard the word lesbian and being told it was a swear word. Seriously? I, I was I was like seven or eight. Yeah, seven or eight. And we were in the playground and one of, one of the kids just went, do you know what lesbian means? And I said, no. And they went, well, it's a swear word. You shouldn't say it. So how do you think, because one of my like kind of questions for you is how did your mum coming out as lesbian affect you with like, school and your friendships and like the people around you were you more shocked by it or were they more shocked by it, that kind of thing i don't know on it, it was five it's been nearly five years since mum came out and it was i was so shocked mm. but then certain things along the way sort of made sense like i remember when i was a kid i asked what um a dyke was and she went <laughs> on into this massive tangent this massive like rant about it about how much she hated the word and i was just like okay then why don't all point to speak about that again but then when she came out i was like oh that's why shocking um, but i feel like i don't know i feel like my mum closer to her coming out was leaving like more like hints as if like not as if she wanted me to guess but as if so that it wasn't such a shock 
Mm. Um, and I would obviously tell my friends these things, like, oh, my mum's doing like really weird things with like her friend from work. And they were like, your mum's gay. <laughs> I was like, no, she's not gay. What are you on about? She's like, a straight man-loving woman. I mean, just because she touched her doesn't mean anything out of the ordinary is happening. Homosexual, funny. Yeah, <laughs> good one. They nearly got me there, guys. <laughs> um, so I guess they had the same sort of shock level as me, like initial shock, but then like, oh, it makes sense now. Mm. Um. But I, I do still get a bit, I don't get nervous telling people because I'm ashamed, but I'm nervous to tell people because I feel like once mum came out, it went around school really quickly mm. and everybody suddenly knew me as the girl with the gay mum. Do you think that, um, like, do you want to tell people how it happened or do you just want to like, you don't have to talk no, about no, no, no. I, I don't mind talking. I'm slightly healed now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so my mum has an affair with a woman from work. Mm-hmm. It's literally the most standard way. Um, standard? It's the gay way. Yeah. It's the gay way. And um, I found out a month before my parents eventually split up, which was hard to say yeah. the least there was a loss of guilt there i think the difficulty um, is with your situation like it's not because you didn't i don't think if your mum had just come out i think it would have been different yeah but because she had an affair as well it makes it there's a double yeah, kind it, of layer to it it's like oh my god <laughs> um but it was definitely a very rocky time from there up until like what month are we in now until like six months ago with mum maybe five mm. So for like three or four years, we've been sort of hating each other, Yeah. <laughs> but we have slowly been getting there again. But yeah, no, it was really tough. So not only was like my mum gay, but now my parents are splitting up mm. and it was like, this is just, I was only 14. I was like, this is too much, it's way too much to handle. Yeah. So yeah, I was so shocked. I just cried. Did that affect your like identity, like your own identity? Because I think, as you said, like you became the girl with two mums. Did that just become who you were, or did you feel like you could? I feel like I was at school, and then once I went to college, because we, ironically enough, we went to the same college, but not many people from our secondary school went to that college. Yeah um so I was like oh this is gonna be great I'm gonna have a fresh start like nobody's gonna know and then like you were there and a couple of others and I was like we ended up in the same photography class <laughs> exactly and, and graphics like, class right. but I dropped graphics yes you dropped most things um <laughs> <laughs> but so I was like oh my god everyone's gonna know and then then I didn't make many friends at college I was just really shy and I, I was really hurt from previous things so mm. I didn't make many friends but the friends I did make I did eventually tell but even now at work it took ages for me to tell people at work like they would say oh you know I think they knew that mum and dad were split up and they're like oh you're saying it your mum's your dad's and I'm like same with my nan <laughs> same <laughs> nowhere um yeah and so eventually I had to explain because I do have really good friendships with my work colleagues. Yeah. So I don't, and I don't mind people asking questions. But, you know, sometimes really blunt ones would be like, so why don't you live with your mum? Well, it's quite a lot to unpack. <laughs> yeah. Let's go on like five years worth of trauma. 
Um, so yeah. I feel like I'm really bad at answering questions. No, it's fine. I just like, also I think you tend to attract like LGBTQ plus I people. Like, you have so many gay, gay friends. Like your best friend was a lesbian. And well, your yeah. ex best friend was a lesbian for so long. Like she's and still a lesbian. She's just not your friend anymore. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, she's, I'm sure she's absolutely fine in her sexuality. Um, <laughs> but you know, you're my best friend, and you're bi, and I have another best friend who I've known since so I was like four, and he's gay. And exactly. I just, just so many gay people around, and I'm just like, I'm just, I, I actually feel like the minority in our friendship. Group. I know. <laughs> And that's such a weird experience because I, I feel like I'm really lucky. Like, oh my God, I just burped again. Jesus, can I stop sexy. doing that? Everything about you so sexy. Um, I feel like I'm really lucky in the fact that I never felt like... Um, Jesus, Rachel, you just breathed so oh, hard. That was <laughs> it was such a like... Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm really lucky in the fact that even though I wasn't like I am a minority, I never really felt too like out of place because I know yeah. so many LGBTQ plus people, and that's not the same for everyone. And I'm really lucky in that experience, and I'm also really lucky because I'm a white LGBTQ plus person, and I'm not like I don't experience the same discrimination as people of color would if they were part of the LGBTQ. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. Carry on. That's it. That's all I had to say. Um. I, I completely forgot what I was going to say now. Excellent. Oh, do you, no, I think we're also really lucky in that we live somewhere that's very accepting. Yeah. I mean, you would I just think the it. whole of you would just think it because <laughs> we live in like a tiny really, little old village. It's literally like Dibley, like you know the Vicar of Dibley. Yeah. It's literally like Dibley, um, and it, we do have quite a lot of like old people. Nothing wrong with old people, but obviously they are very traditionalist. Hmm conservative views and they're not very into that sort of thing and I, I, I you know but you haven't faced any discrimination really from older people anyway that you would expect no, I think that's like the old probably, religious people yeah that's something we probably need to talk about like discrimination and everything like with yeah LGBT. absolutely but I think we'll probably because, need a whole episode for that but there's like exactly. stuff that I can talk about in this episode but just, yeah, well, we'll talk about it in another episode, but just know that it is still there. Just because yeah. pride is a thing doesn't mean discrimination isn't a thing. There's a kind um, of obsession at the moment with um, our generation. I have scissors in my hand. <laughs> that's really dangerous. Stop our, that now. Our generation is like, everyone's like, oh my God, snowflake generation. Like, oh, you're all like, identify as like, fridges like oh my god <laughs> i identify as an attack helicopter like shut the fuck up like stop you don't like nobody gives a shit karen like no one cares if you want to take the piss just because we are comfortable and accepting as a generation doesn't mean we are going to take your shit go live Preach in the 1950s it. thank Preach you it. come to my but then talk. i also think so obviously when my mum came out, her parents were still alive and they were in their early 70s by this point. They still accepted her. They still spoke about it. Especially when my mum's current wife came along. It, it's very difficult to explain. Yeah. But mum's wife came onto the scene when just after my granddad had died and when my granny was dying of cancer. Um, and she, So we'd spend a lot of time up there. So she probably met 
mum's wife quicker than she would have normally, if you see yeah. what I mean. But she absolutely loved her. She absolutely That's adored so her and my stepbrother. And yeah, no, it was <laughs> going to be emotional. Do it, um, do it. it was just so lovely about, you know, my my grandparents, even though they they're um part of the baby boom and there's this whole thing about boomers yeah. at the moment but they were so anti-racism anti-homophobia anti this anti that exactly. they they were basically us but they had they were like more respected because they were older if you see what i mean yeah i think there's a massive generational gap and genuinely i think a lot of the time we are fighting for the same things i just think yeah. we're doing it in different ways and i don't think we need to like some of the older generation, just because they're older generation doesn't mean they know what they're doing, but a lot of them like yeah. need the respect because they have been through an awful lot and they, just because they are a boomer doesn't mean they're not going <laughs> to be wonderful people because I've met, like some yeah. of the people in my family when I, I, didn't, I never really came out a lot to my extended family. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I never really came out a lot to my, my computer just went funny. <clears throat> Back. I never really came out a lot to my extended family, but even when I was like dressing like a boy and I was like, oh, my girlfriend, they're like some of the oldest people in my family were the chillest. Like they were so sweet. Yeah. And like they were just like, oh, yeah, but it's just you. Like nobody, like we don't care. It's just you. And it was actually, yeah. obviously, my dad and my stepmom were the ones that struggled with it the most. And they're like some of the youngest, like <laughs> yeah. family wise. So it's it's not a case of, what generation you are it's just a case of how nice a person you are exactly but then on the flip side of that my mum's uncles who are obviously of a similar age to what my grandparents would be if they're still here Mm. they don't speak to my mum at all since she got married does it affect does the like discrimination affect you in any way because i know because obviously you're really supportive of the lgbt community and it's great yeah but do other people's opinions and their discrimination against your mum and the lgbtq plus community does that like affect you do they like not Absolutely. like you either as an ally oh i wouldn't say they well i don't know if they don't like me or not but i know that if anyone wants to say anything homophobic transphobic um, anything like that <laughs> no, um, you know if they said anything untoward towards the community then I would be straight in there mm. and the first question people always ask is what are you gay then and I'm like well no, no. I just have morals yeah <laughs> and, <laughs> but it is it is a conversation you have to have and sometimes especially on nights out with guys when they've had a couple of drinks they're a bit rowdy and like they see you getting off with a girl or whatever they will make a comment and be like look hush Mm. this isn't it's not your place back off it's nothing to do with you this five foot dwarf will come at you in my mini skirt with me eyeliner <laughs> and i will and fuck I will you up you. <laughs> do you ever feel like as an ally there's a lot of responsibility for you to fight discrimination i don't feel a responsibility is in like i go out every day and i actively think i okay, am today the fighter I am, I am an ally i am with you yeah. I, i'm with you but i'm slightly more privileged because i'm straight i, I never <laughs> go out thinking like that but I do, I don't, you know what I'm like. You know yeah. that I always say whatever's on my mind. So if somebody says something untoward, with, untoward whether it's towards um, gay people or black people or anything, I will always be like, why, why did you say that? Like, yeah. 
I just my under my core is kindness. Yeah. So you I are just that. a genuinely lovely person. Like you just oh, radiate. Thank you. Let me compliment you on the poll so people know that I'm a good Thanks. good friend. Um, thank you. You're lovely too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're a cunt, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but um no, so I don't feel responsibility in that sense. It will literally come naturally. Like and mm. there have been times when um mum has experienced homophobia or she's had like would you call it indirect homophobia where like people would say things to me at yeah. school about yeah. mum and it is just like the anger that like pushes me forward it's like but all she's doing is she's loving someone yeah and I I don't get why she would get discriminated against for that but I wouldn't just because I'd be in love with a man yeah do you have did you ever have because obviously oh, i know the answer to this but did you ever have any difficulties with supporting your like um lgbtq plus friends did you ever have any like um constrictions where you're like oh i don't really understand that or, i don't really get that and how did you cope yeah. with that and how do you think other people like as a message to other allies how do you think you other yeah. people with if they don't understand what's going on i think number one listen mm. they will never i think you you'll vouch this there will never be enough words that you can say that will truly sum up how you feel no matter mm. what you're feeling whether you're depressed whether you're questioning your identity whether you're questioning your sexuality like no matter what it is there will never be enough words to fully explain and articulate how you feel so number one absolutely listen number two if they're comfortable with it ask questions I when you started transitioning, I asked so many questions. And that is because because we had the relationship as well where you could ask questions. Because you were my best friend and I thought, well if I'm gonna ask anyone, might as well be you. It is. Um yeah, because I just thought and I think you actually said to me, I'd rather you come to me and ask me rather than asking somebody else and offending them. Yeah. And through that I learned so much. I mean there's still obviously loads to learn. I'm not the fountain of knowledge. You are basically God. Like, that's what you're saying. I've got my A-levels somewhere. (laughs) Um, um, But yeah, so I feel like just ask questions, but also listen and give them the time and space they need. I know that as a friend, it's really difficult because you don't want to offend, you want to make them happy, you, you, you just want to go, like, sort of, like, overcome this little, like thing and then like be like normal friends again because Mm. I feel like during your transition definitely before you socially transitioned it was like okay so what is our normal now I feel like you have to find your normal I think not enough people kind of talk about the effect that like people coming out has on the people around them like obviously Mm. it is always about make sure that the person coming out is comfortable and happy because that is they are struggling and they are going through it right now like they need to be supported but i think there also needs to be equal support for allies because it is a complete change it's a complete new normal yeah and they need to be able to get comfortable with it and i i think not every lgbtq plus person is that like has to educate you like they don't owe anybody that they don't own allies that but if you are comfortable with that it's really important that you can educate and support straight allies who care about you because they're not 
like not every straight person hates you and just wants to like fuck with you and like ask you these invasive questions because they don't understand or they don't like you it's just because they want to be able to support you and get to know you and like help you definitely definitely and i if i didn't care and i hated you i wouldn't ask those questions because i was asking those questions so that i could make things more comfortable in our friendship group make things comfortable for you like when you like came around so like my my family knew what to call you and stuff like that yeah um so yeah that's but i i think i definitely have you know along the way i've probably offended you especially when i asked some questions about trans but it was it was a genuine naivety rather than it's never a case with malicious intent i'm not a person that's easily offended so whenever people are like oh I have a question but I don't really want to ask it because I don't want to offend you my immediate answer is ask me don't ask other people ask me because I'm not going to get offended I will just educate you and I don't want I don't want you to then go and ask someone who's not in the same position as me who is struggling a lot more and then they will get upset and hurt by the question you're asking and like spiral I'd rather people just say to me yeah oh I've got a question can I ask you in like confidence and like this is I can't do you know what? I can't even remember an example because it was so it was literally like five four or five years ago yeah. I can't even remember one of the example questions but I remember of, some of them were like really like really personal really really personal and like maybe I wouldn't like, ask it now but yeah a lot of them are, um I can just like think of some I don't know whether it was you in specific specific particular mm. but um a lot of them were about like oh so are you gonna like get a new wee- willy like are you gonna get a penis or what are you gonna do to your boobs which isn't <laughs> which isn't the greatest question to ask a trans person but because it was me I was like um well actually when you're talking to a trans person don't refer to their chest as their boobs because it can make them feel really dysphoric and also don't like refer to their anatomical genitalia as their vagina and like refer to it as whatever they want you to refer to it as and yes I'm going to be getting top surgery and yes I'm going to be getting bottom surgery and all that kind of stuff and oh what does testosterone do I'll tell you about it kind of thing I think we should actually have an episode about how people can and should support those in the LGBT yeah community who are still finding their feet because I think personally we should have a little question and question and answer like questions you wouldn't ask yeah somebody normally, that's a good idea thing. yeah that's a good idea uh well I haven't asked you a question in a wee while oh exciting um so you're coming out uh, I know you said you didn't have like a normal coming out but when was it how did you feel how did people react so um expand the first oh i haven't even mentioned my sister's um gay so oh my god yeah my older sister i'm not gonna i almost said her name but i'm not gonna say her name because privacy um but she came out um and got a girlfriend before i did and i was like fuck um (laughs) shit no i can't come out because it'll just look how much older than you is she she is three years older than me and we our birthdays are like like 12 like three days apart wow i know so it's really weird but she she's um because my birthday is in november scorpio and hers is also november take a wild guess to the dates i'm not gonna tell you you can figure (laughs) that out for yourself um but she came out and then she got a girlfriend and i was like oh that's so cool and she first came out as a lesbian and then she came out as bisexual and now she's just living a life as a 
a free queer lady. Um, and the first time I actually came out to anyone was, I was sat, like, I think obviously I like told my friends and I was like, oh, I think I'm in love with my best friend. And they were like, oh, cool. Um, that's weird, but fine. Um, and then <laughs> the first time I came out to somebody in my family was I was sat in my bed. I was like 14, 13, 14. And I was like, mum, can you come in here? I was like really serious. I was like, mum, can you come in here? And she was like, yeah, no, fine. And then she sat on the end of the bed and I was like, mum, I think I like girls and boys. And she was like, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, um, I don't know how to respond no, to that. <laughs> even though she had experiences like that. Exactly. And she was like, look, I'm sure like everybody goes through a phase in their life. And like, obviously, like your sister has come out. And I think this is just like a phase for you. And then, <laughs> and then after that, I didn't really think about it a lot. And I didn't really talk about it a lot. I just waited. And then I got my first girlfriend and my sister outed me at the dinner table and I hadn't told anyone yet and it was the worst experience oh my god anybody like just no absolutely that's just a no-go literally my heart like dropped into myself I'm pretty sure I'd said something like oh didn't you like um not do washing up or didn't you not do this and she went oh didn't you get a girlfriend and I was like oh oh my god oh my god and my mum and my stepdad just looked at me and were like sorry what and she's like isn't your girlfriend Kaylee oh shit I just said her name again <laughs> isn't your girlfriend Mamra and then um I was like no I don't have a girlfriend I don't know what you're talking about I've never had a girlfriend in my life I don't like girls girls are like, okay bye and I literally walked upstairs and I like started like rage crying and I was like red and shaking I was like oh my god and my mum was just like calling she's like no like come back down let's talk about this I was like no mum I don't want to talk about it um (laughs) and then we never really spoke about it like properly again they just kind of knew that I liked girls from then on and then coming out as trans was a lot more difficult and it went a lot more slowly so um I came out to my friends first I think I came out to you, you were one of the first people to know. Yeah, I think I was. Oh my god, I just burped really aggressively. But um, I only knew because of your girlfriend at the time. Yeah. It was my best friend, and she may well have told me, or she may well have worded it as, Beth wants you to know something. Yeah. She thinks she's a man. She thinks she's a man. Um, but I, <laughs> first, I first kind of spoke to my friends you like my first like friends from junior school and then I kind of came out to my girlfriend's friend and then I came out to my girlfriend and then I came out to you and then from then on it was like a like a two years of trying to come out to my mum and my family <laughs> two years of trying I can imagine it like mum 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 <laughs> it was so basically I like used to order stuff to the house and I ordered like binders and boxes and all of that kind of stuff to house. And I still had like long hair and was wearing skirts and all that kind of stuff. I just like wore it underneath because it was helpful. And that's a nice tip for people who aren't out and aren't like fully transitioned yet. Wear like the underwear or the like thing of your preferred yeah. agenda. Um, but then she would like open them and be like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, um, 
I don't know. I didn't. What? Oh. oh I don't know. And like washing my binders was always such a struggle because I had to do it when she was out of the house and I'd like throw them in the wash and I'd be like, speed, speed, speed. And then sometimes she'd come home and I didn't have time to dry them. So I'd just take them upstairs and put them on the radiator. And then when she come in, I'd like shove them under my bed. I'd be like, no, I don't. What? No. <laughs> I thought you had to hand wash them. I don't know why. This is a really random tangent, but I genuinely thought you had to wash binders because of the um, um, compression bit in them you do but I didn't because I was a little um, baby trans and I had no idea what I was doing and you were such a rebel oh my god I know and I got my first binder off Amazon and it was the shittiest thing it was like a cosplay Chinese made binder and it was like was it? Yeah, did up up the side and they're not supposed to like do it it's, it's so mm. stupid and how obviously- is it meant to fit then if it's not meant this is my genuine this is what it used to be like this is my genuine curiosity if it's not meant to do up at the sides, like like a dress, just they, as an example. They kind of you, good ones, um, underwork binders. There are so many on the internet. Um, underwork G and something um, binders. Mm. They're supposed to kind of come all in one, and then you kind of pull them over. And it's so difficult to take them on and off. And anyone who wears binders will tell you, oh my god, it's a nightmare. You have to like pull them, and they have to like adjust your chest, and then you like, and it's like, you're stuck in it, and then you've got to get it over, and it doesn't have any clips or anything. It's just like all in one, like a vest top. It's awful, but the first one I got did up at the side and it's not really, it wasn't the best and it wasn't very safe and I wore it for like way too long and like don't yeah. do that, like look after, Google how to wear a binder before you get one. But um, I think we need to talk about the safety, like general safety in the LG, yeah. so as well as discrimination, talk about like binder safety and yeah. safety while out. And Those yeah. episodes will be coming up, like obviously we can't discuss it all now, but um, <laughs> this def- episode would be like five hours long. <laughs> this episode is already long, but um, but um she kind of like kind of started to like guess that I wasn't a wump and I dressed more masculine and I got my um second girlfriend and then I was like oh yeah and then we moved and she found like she would go through my stuff which I do not recommend as a parent don't do that that's horrible but she never just why would you do that she wasn't a great person um she used to go through my stuff go through my diaries and she found a lot of my stuff because I was going to therapy at the time and my counsellor was giving me a lot of support for the kind of like transgender side and like all that and she found all of my sheets and like my diary and everything and um I came out to her in a coffee shop well I didn't even come out to her and she was like um I know way more about you than you think I do. And I was like, no, no, the fuck you don't. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, oh, so you don't think I know about the binder um, in at the bottom of your drawer? So like, she knew what it was? She didn't yeah. just think it was like a vest top or anything she'd, or a bando top? She'd obviously Googled it and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> 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 um, and she was like, like you know what like whatever you do you will always be my daughter top 10 worst things to say to a transgender fgm person you will always be my daughter i remember this argument in school and i I, it's because such an idiot i'm still an idiot now but especially at 15 i was even more of an idiot than i am at 19 and in my head i was like why is that? That's quite a nice thing to say. Why is she going to Oh, me? oh shit. <laughs> she was like, it doesn't matter what you change. It doesn't matter what you do. You'll always be Bethany to me. And I was like, I want to die. <laughs> I want to be a man, mother. And then we had the whole um, prom dress debacle where she brought, we, we brought a prom dress 
and I was like, I don't really want to wear a prom dress. I actually suit. found the picture of it the other day. I was looking through our old chat on your old profile. I was so old, skinny. Old oh my god, you looked so good in it, and it's such. It's not a shame because you went how you wanted to go. Yeah, but we need to have like a ball. I might, I might even, po- we should post that picture on Instagram. You can see that I look uncomfortable. I look like so yeah. uncomfortable in it. But You're like, like stiff. I'm like, oh, and I was wearing heels at the time and I was like, I don't know how to behave. Um, <laughs> and then you see me in my suit and I look like so happy. And I think now, even now, I'd probably like wear some variation of a funky suit dress or something like that. Yes. Fuck the gender norm. So why were you scared of your mum finding all of this? Was it because of how she reacted when you came out as bisexual? Um, it's just I don't I don't know. I think it was just like a predetermined thing of like this isn't a normal thing, this isn't a usual thing that happens, and I don't know how to broach it and I don't know what to do mm-hmm. because I don't I feel embarrassed and I feel ashamed of it, which I shouldn't, but I felt like yeah. weird about it. And um I was scared that she was just gonna not gonna love me and she was not gonna understand and she was gonna oh. think that I was crazy. Turns out she did. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler, she hated me. No. <laughs> Spoiler, um, me and my mum don't really talk a lot now, but that's not because of the transgender thing. And like when I moved out of my mum's house and moved in with my dad, I had to come out for a, a second time because they didn't know. So how did they react? <laughs> um, not good. <laughs> they did the best that they could with their beliefs and their ideas. Are they they, religious or? No, they're not religious at all. They just have um, strong beliefs about the LGBTQ plus community. And I don't, they love me so much and they support me and they want me to be happy. And they, even when I was like transitioning and they didn't quite agree with it and they didn't think it was right. And they didn't think it was um, genuinely who I was. Spoiler alert, they were right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They supported me anyway, and they were just kind of like, we can't, we can't like change what you said. But they still said some things that didn't quite sit right, and some things yeah. that I don't particularly believe in. But that's the thing. I think it's all about respecting opinions, and because they weren't, they don't use their ideas and their beliefs to oppress and be horrible to other people. So it's easy for us to have discussions and my dad was a gem like at first it was really difficult for him but he was like such a g and he was like whatever you want to do like i'll love you whatever um and he was like come out to me like you can do what you like and he came into my therapy and he talked with my therapist um when i was in cams and he really just like did everything he could and he even though he didn't agree with it and even though he didn't understand it he tried his best and I think that's so nice though. Whereas your mum sort of did she just pushed forgot- it aside? Yeah, she was like, I don't wanna I don't think it's right. And then um recently when I was seeing my mum and I had like cut on my hair and I completely socially transitioned, I looked like a boy and I was dressed like a boy and I was all right. Um she said to me, Oh, a lot of transgender people um are transgender because they get sexually assaulted. And I was like, you're wrong (laughs) that's not correct um i think there are so many misconceptions about transgender people and the lgbt community and it's like awful but yeah i think my coming out experience is weird and it's not usually it's not the same for everyone and there's no good way to come out and there's no right way to come out you've just got to do you and like live your life come out when you're ready come out when you're safe yes absolutely and don't 
don't like there will always be people that will love you and support you no matter what and even if they're not in your family they're around you and they're your chosen family and we support you we are your mums now we we yeah definitely you've got um, a straight and a queer mum and it's just it's exactly good you. you you've got the best of both worlds here i'll be your dad um, and your mum like you've got all <laughs> of us <laughs> but even if you know like beth was saying like even if you haven't got it in your biological family we're very lucky in that we live in a time we live in 2020 mm. where there are communities around us there are you know there are like gay support groups and yeah. things like that around and um sorry my foot's gone dead and Lovely. my different and my trans and my and, trans and my trans story um and <laughs> like trans support groups and things like that and we are very fortunate to have that because yeah it doesn't always feel like it but yeah <laughs> yeah no definitely so if you could um come out again what would you do i would be a lot stronger in who i was i wouldn't be swayed by people telling me that i was transgender or people telling me that i was wasn't transgender i would be like okay this is who i am this is how i want to be like this might change don't like at me for it like this isn't anything to do with you here's some yeah. support like here's some information um and i think i would have cut off people that didn't support me a lot sooner and not yeah. stayed in those toxic and mentally abusive situations for as long as i did because i think it's really important and i would have saved myself a lot of like trauma if i just said yeah. what i wanted and told people straight up like this is what's happening please don't like make me do something else and not been like wishy-washy about it i would have been a lot stronger and braver and i would have come out sooner i think but i don't want to change anything because it's maybe the person i am today and i think if oh, i did change wow. anything i'd be different and i would be on a different path and i might have a will in now and like <laughs> that's <laughs> not imagine? what i want <laughs> can you imagine if you kept on if you kept thinking you were trans for even like six months more i would have you could, started you, you could yeah 100%. you could be on tea yeah i would have and that is something i like personally i think then we need the um the process people have to go through and i know a lot of trans people would disagree with me on this and that's fine and you did for quite a while as well yeah for a long time when i was going through it i was like no it needs to be given to me now and i need to just be able to get it but i think for people like me who aren't um like don't want testosterone and don't want estrogen and don't want the like physical side of it there needs to be that thing in place to like 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 what's the word like split them out and get them out the people that actually genuinely need it because it's one it's a waste if you give it to people that don't need it and don't actually end up being ftm trans or um mtf trans or somebody who needs those hormones and needs that physical yeah. transition and has that gender dysphoria and secondly it can fuck up your life like as soon as you start testosterone the effects that you get for however long you are on it they're irreversible yeah like well some of them not all of them but some of them are irreversible if you take your like chest off and you get top surgery, top surgery that's pretty irreversible you can't really get that back if you have bottom surgery 
that's pretty irreversible you can't get that back so you can't change your mind and I think that's a massive thing like people are constantly worried oh my god I'm going to change my mind and like genuine trans people really need physical transition I feel like they they know as well they wouldn't question oh my god this is forever like yeah what if I change my mind like they wouldn't even question it no if you know you know and if you want physical transition and you feel like you need it like that should be given to you but don't I know it's so hard don't run it's so difficult to wait because I know I know it's it's weird coming from me because I know exactly how these people feel like I've been in that situation. I've been in the situation where I'm like waiting and I think it's just going to make me better. It's going to make me happier. I can't live my life until I get this. I can't be myself until I get this. I can't like have authentic relationships and have an authentic life until I am who I am. But please, yeah. like it's need, it is in place to protect people yeah. who are going through similar situations to me. You can be your preferred... Um gender for for, you know the rest of your life waiting just an extra six or nine months i know it seems like a long time yeah but compare that to the 60 years or whatever that you can go about living as your true self i think yeah and like just to make sure it's definitely what you want i think it's it's so difficult because i've never been in that situation i feel like people are going to come at me because i've never been in that situation but from a logic point of view it it makes sense and i have i have a really i think in the community my opinions on like the um the process of transitioning would be seen as quite controversial because i believe that some transgender people aren't some people who say that they are transgender aren't transgender and they need to go through that process to discover that and i'm not here to say oh you're not transgender like if you come out to me and say I am transgender then I'll be like fine that's fine I'll support you a thousand percent but I know for me like I needed that process I needed the people telling me okay like think about this think about what's going on like think about your past and your mental health and all that kind of stuff and people who are transgender do not have it's not a mental health problem it's not a mental health issue there are genuine transgender people out there and like it is fine you like you are not mentally unwell but there are people like me who do have mental health issues which affect their sense of self and that that means that they experience dysphoria and they experience i'm very i'm very fired up about this but Um, but yeah i i'd say it is in place for a reason and i can't even remember what the question was Neither can I. Well, that is my answer. So, bam, thank you very much what for coming to my it? talk. Oh, I think it was about coming out. But then, like I said earlier, if you haven't gone through that initial journey of um, being Theo, then you wouldn't have got to where you are now and looking at gender in a completely different perspective as you see it now. Yeah. So. so <laughs> I would like to ask you... Um, how would you feel if you had to come out as straight? Like, what would you do if you had to come out? Like, if you felt, Ooh. how weird would it be if you had to come out as straight? Like, what would you do? How would you go about I, it? I think I would be terrified. Aww. So are we talking, like, if we lived in a world where gay was the norm? And... Yeah, roles reversed. Okay. How would you do it? I think I think I would be really scared. Like, even, even though I'm... <laughs> even though I would only do it 
when I'm ready, when I'm comfortable to the people that I'm ready and comfortable with, mm. I still think I'd be like jumping a mental hurdle. I feel like, and it's just, you know, when people say, oh, I've come out, like, I think because it's something that people talk about quite openly now, more than they did 50 years ago, or whatever. Definitely. I feel like people just sort of like, oh, that's great. But they don't think about the like mental process you have to go through for yeah. that. The and like, is a real thing. And you have to like plan what you're going to say and be like, right, okay, how am I going to say this so it's not too overbearing? How am yeah. I going to say this so it's not too like in your face? How am I going to say this so they believe me? Because I think a lot of this is, oh, it's just a phase. Oh, no, you're just it's, a non binary doesn't exist. You're just a it's weirdo. Those hormones. It's, it's just the hormones. Oh, the amount of times I have been told, oh, it's just the hormones. After, right, okay. This, we might have to cut this out but you know when i um attempted yeah um the first time my therapist said to me um you know sometimes when you're on your period like your hormones are really like raised and like i personally think it's just like your cycle like you you want to do this because of your cycle and your hormones i was what? like oh sorry <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe she's she or he is a proper therapist. Licensed. They said that. That's CAMS for you, hun. CAMS did me an initial assessment and then they were like, no, you're good to go. And I was like, I, I self harm like on the daily. And they're like, no, you're good to go. Have a lovely day. I think the only reason I was still in CAMS when I was in CAMS was because of the risk I was at. Like, and because of my um, school therapist was like, you need to be in CAMS. Like, you can't not be in the mental health. You need yeah. to be in CAMS, please, thank you. This is another question, actually. Do you think you had enough support from school? No. Um, Sorry. <laughs> regarding, I was going to, um, regarding your sexuality and your gender. No, absolutely not. I got told to stop holding hands with my girlfriend when, um, in the school hall when we were just like holding hands I remember that. standing close to each other when there was a straight couple like two meters away literally sitting on each other's laps necking it on and yeah, she didn't say the teacher this. didn't say anything to those people and I was like and are then, you joking me are you fucking and then joking me you approached her on that you're like so how come that straight couple can do that and she just sort of like shrugged her shoulders exactly and that was that's a really good example of a time that I got really angry on your defense because I was yeah. like that's just not fair she was like, if you're going to do that, you're going to need to leave the hall because it's inappropriate. I was like, I'm sorry. It's not like I'm finger blasting her in the middle of the yeah. fucking hall. Like, <laughs> like, that would be inappropriate. Yes. But can you see those two people literally inside each other over in the corner? Do you want to maybe say the same thing to them as you're saying to me <laughs> I right remember. now? <laughs> and like, then she just completely like turned a blind eye towards them. It was insane. It was ridiculous. And I had um, another teacher who wasn't great with my like identity and was just a bit of a wally really but like now I see that she, she was just doing her job but at the time I was like fuck was you not. um oh yeah but she hated everyone she just hates children that's why she works at she school she really liked me though at the end we're gonna have to cut this out but she really liked me she was like really supportive of me like weirdly liked me I was like <laughs> okay <laughs> that's weird I know and I my counsellor at the school told me that I was the first person I think he had one other person that had experienced 
he had experience with with like transgender um them coming out but he was like you're kind of like the first like proper experience i've had and then he was like so much of the stuff you said makes a lot more sense now it doesn't because well, look at me now <laughs> does um, he know that you're not anymore yes how he follows me on instagram does he big up Matt. <laughs> yeah <laughs> he? he follows me on instagram but it's okay now because i'm out of school and he's no longer my therapist so it's fine yeah, so it's totally legal it's guys legal. don't worry and he's lovely and he was the best therapist i've ever had um you've spoken to him since school yes i spoke to him once and he was like um are you in a psychiatric hospital yet? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just normal questions. I was like, no, I'm fine. Everything's fine. He was like, how are you not um, dead? You not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're going to have to cut most of that out. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, I just thought, oh, did you get enough support at school? That was the question. I did not. I don't think I got enough support and I think then now how do you think sorry uh, sorry now i think um there would be more support if i went back to secondary school now and did it all over again but i think because like it almost was like my 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 family was the fucking like gay of the school like we just like tore up that school like my sister got a girlfriend and i my my sister i found out my sister was gay from somebody in my class saying does your sister have a girlfriend and i was like what no she doesn't she's not gay and he's like oh but she's holding hands with her girlfriend at lunch and they were like kissing and stuff i was like oh what (laughs) so it was basically it was was basically like me my sister and like two other gay people in the school and now everyone's come out and they were all closeted but we were the only out ones in secondary school i think we really kind of like changed we were changed the way the school dealt with homosexuals um (laughs) How do do you think schools and colleges and stuff like that can help be more, what am I trying to say? Less discriminative, yeah, more supportive. Less discriminative. Gender neutral toilets. Gender neutral toilets. Gender neutral toilets. Do you know what I didn't realise until the other day? Technically, disabled toilets are gender neutral toilets. That's, That's the only toilets I use pretty much unless we're in the club yeah and then and then i just go in with you guys because i'm like hey sis my boobs <laughs> are out in the cubicle with us <laughs> yeah yes. i'm drunk so and i don't us fit into a cubicle absolutely fine do you remember when we went out with um faith and her wheelchair got stuck in the toilet <laughs> no, no. oh no i wasn't with you then i was with molly and faith Basically, we went to Mr. We went to Mr. Miyagi's, and um, she was really drunk. She was like, "Oh, I'm not going to go to the toilet, but I'm just going to come into the toilet with you because I've never been into an able body toilet." And I was like, "Okay, that's fine." Her chair got stuck. We literally had to do a three-point turn into a cubicle. To, didn't you guys like, get kicked? Didn't she get kicked out, Mr. Miyagi's? Yeah, <laughs> that was later on in the evening. It was just so funny. Like, we were all so drunk because the cocktails there are amazing. We have to go once lockdown's over. Yeah. But the cocktails are amazing. Um, but they have, like, every spirit in every cocktail. So she was out of it. And we were all trying to do this three-point turn with her wheelchair. It just wasn't happening. I can imagine you, Molly, you and Molly being like, OK, 
okay, okay, three points then. It's fine, it's fine, everything's fine, don't back, worry. Back, <laughs> left, 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 right, right. <laughs> So funny. Um, oh, toilets. Toilets. Oh, toilets. Gender neutral toilets. Gender neutral toilets. Gender. I'm gonna stop saying that. Anything else, or is that it? Um, support groups, and they just need to educate all of their staff on um how to support the LGBTQ plus community, and also please teach gay and lgbtq plus sex education in your fucking school oh my god yes because otherwise they don't know how to have sex they don't know how to have safe sex and it's not okay stop i literally i think there is so much an encounter was like a nightmare because i was like i don't know how to have sex all i've seen is pornography what the fuck goes on how did is this scissoring what's happening (laughs) i feel like there is so much confusion and mystery shrouded around it's even still like what 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 like protection do i use and like we should how do, a do i education episode we the so, otis and eric yes yes um but no i feel like there is and i i notice that a lot as well even as like a straight ally like i notice it as well and yeah yeah it was awful like they would be like and a penis and a vagina and i'd be like but what about the other vaginas because i I quite like the look of that vagina and i don't really know what to do with it bring back that diagram please (laughs) bring back the boobs i'm really feeling that (laughs) but (laughs) just go up to the interactive whiteboard like (laughs) if that i don't i don't have any more questions for you because i've kind of you've covered all of them oh my god i've got so many ask me more Oh, some of them we've already covered, actually. Um, do you ever compare your experiences between men and women? So if you were, like, chatting to a guy, would you be like, oh, it's, like, they're a bit more whatever than a girl? Like, yes. Fill in the blank. Yeah. Do, do you, you mean, like, that's like um, experiences oh. within the community? Or do you mean, like, experiences in, like, oh, the experience when you fuck a guy and when you fuck a girl? <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> um yeah i'd say i compare like guys and girls to each other all the time but i still like them equally if that makes sense yeah because i'm like but equal but i do i have dated more women than i have men but you've like i feel like on tinder you talk to more men than women that's because i'm a hoe (laughs) (laughs) but do you think there is a difference between men and women in the community do you think men have it easy do you think women have it easier if so why i think personally the most privileged and the most easy in the community is cis white gay men because they are the most accepted they have the most exposure and they are the most supported and i don't think they have to deal with i mean obviously they still have to deal with discrimination everybody in the community yeah. does but they don't have to deal with as much discrimination as people of color and transgender and bisexual and other people like lesbians and all that kind of stuff do you want to explain what you mean by exposure do you mean like in the media or yes i think the representation gay white cis men have in the media l- outranks all other representation of the LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. Um, the only bisexual character I know is from Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> yeah, Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks, babe. What's it? Rosa Parks. Is that no? Rosa Parks was the lady. <laughs> she was the late. Oh, that's so embarrassing. 
She was the lady on the bus, that black I'm woman. glad you did it, though. <laughs> I didn't Oh, do my it. God. Okay, I've got to find it out now because it's so annoying. Rosa Parks was the lady on the bus that yeah. used to go for the white man. I almost oh, went God. with you then. I almost was like, oh, yeah, Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks? Rosa <laughs> Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Hold on. What's her last name? Rosa... No, not Santiago. Diaz. Rosa Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> we on, can cut that out you. or keep that in. No, let's keep it in. It's quite funny. Hang on, let me get up a picture of Rosa Parks so that we can... I feel like we've had this problem before where we were like, um, what is she called? Oh, she looks nothing like Rosa Diaz. That's oh, so embarrassing. Oh, what an idiot. Anyway, yeah, um, the only bisexual yeah. character I know is Rosa. Um, I have not seen a trans person. I bet there is out there, but I haven't seen a good trans gender I... representation oh my on God. TV, what yeah, mainstream I... media. Oh my god, what did I watch? And oh, there was... um, oh, what is it called? It's not Sixth Sense. It, um, there's a thing on Netflix. Shit, what's it called? Um, eight, eight. It's got an eight in it. I've no idea what you're on about. <laughs> I don't know what I'm on about, but it's got the best LGBT representation of any TV program I've seen. It's oh really underground. Oh my god. Why can't I find it? I thought I put it in my recommendations. This will be, I have some rec- I have a recommendation for today's episode book wise. Do the recommendation, but we'll do that at the end. But yeah, I've I now think lost my questions. Right, sorry, yeah. I think the difficulty with like I do I think that the thing is the LGBT we're all in it together kind of thing. Like we all face difficulties and we all face discrimination. Jesus, Rachel. <laughs> Sorry, I can't stop breathing. Um, <laughs> I think can't get enough of it. Your your um standard in for CJ there. Um, I th- oh. <laughs> um, carry I think, on. I think we all face discrimination. I just think you cannot get away from the fact that um white members of the LGBT community have don't have as much have more privilege than people of colour as well as cis like members of the LGBT community have more privilege than transgender members of the LGBT community and like gay so there's like like, tears of it do you think yeah if I had to rank it it would go cis white gay men at the top yeah cis white gay lesbians cis white bisexuals cis white pansexuals cis white asexuals cis white like aromantics like all the rest of the cis white like sexuality spectrum and then it would go um trans men trans women white trans men white trans women this is (laughs) so it's a long list there's a lot of identities white trans men white trans women um like the different sexualities within that would be the same ranking as the other sexualities, but they would yeah. be trans. Um, and then it would go non-binary and all the other umbrella kind of terms that come under non-binary, like queer and all that, um, white yeah. non-binary people. And then it would be um, <laughs> trans men of colour, um, non-binary, um, co- like people of colour. People of colour. And then trans women of colour trans lesbian women of colour would be under that as well because that is people the uh, trans women of colour have to deal with 
the discrimination of being transgender, the discrimination of um, obviously racism, and the discrimination of like being a woman. And, and they, gay. And gay. Like they, it is. It is awful, and I I will never forget the privilege that I have being who I am and being white and being from a community that supports me and being like bisexual and not being like there was so much privilege and I think we forget as a community that yes we do face discrimination but when we look at it we are not the most discriminated against in the community and we need to support everybody in the community instead of being like woe is me I'm like discriminated against because yes we are but when you look at it think about it trans women of colour and people of colour in general in the community are ten times more likely to be discriminated against. Yeah. That's not a statistic that I know no, of, but, but if you, it, if you yeah. look it up, it's probably likely that that is the truth. Is, yeah, and it is... Yeah, I feel like people who aren't in the community don't realise that there's almost different levels of discrimination it within is. the community. And it's... it's it, yeah, it's definitely something worth looking into because the more you get into it, the more you're like, oh my god like yeah it's mad it is crazy i saw like a really good um meme or something the other day and it was like this is what the lgbt community looks like in um the media and it was literally just like l um lg and then that was it because i just like didn't even (laughs) but it's so true yeah so do you think characters in the media such as eric effiong from yes. sex education legend icon do you think because when i first watched it i was like oh, netflix have done another gay best friend i didn't even think about the fact that he was black but then i do that with all people like I, yeah maybe it's just the way i am because i'm very accepting of basically everyone yeah. you know I, I i don't take much notice if somebody's black if somebody's white if somebody's whatever you know it's just you know i'll just take people as they are sort of thing so yeah. i just thought oh netflix has done another gay best friend i didn't even realize they did black. such yeah they did such a good story obviously i knew but like <laughs> it's, <laughs> i don't see color no you do see color honey. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but um it's i think they did such a, re- a great job like with his storyline as well and uh, his like yeah how culture it, they didn't kind of discredit the fact that he was like culturally at a disadvantage like not at a disadvantage he was more likely to be discriminated against because of his identity and his race and his religion like they oh yeah that, i have so many opinions on um the lgbtq plus community and religion and that will have to be a whole separate episode otherwise this episode yeah. will be three hours long but like <laughs> it was beautiful we're halfway there <laughs> honestly the acceptance like he got Oh, that storyline was just great i just love that storyline I, I think he was amazing and now listen to what you said i think he will he will bust his own boundaries like yes by being a gay person of color and he yeah. also dated another gay person of color legend iconic yeah so it's just but it, it never even crossed my mind before that he was as like a symbol for gay people of color I just thought, oh he's an amazing like gay yeah. icon I think that's the problem like a lot of the time people when you are openly gay on screen or in performance because that's what I want to go into I want to be an actor I want to be a performer when you are openly part of the LGBTQ plus community you are often put on this pedestal and you're often like seen as 
a symbol for the community when you're actually yeah. you just want to be like a person you just want to be taken seriously as an actor and I think that's a massive thing like I want to get to a point in the world where people aren't like well they oh, don't see the... you as like a gay actress they just yeah. see you as an actress just like you're not oh you're not just good for a female actress you're <laughs> like an act you're still just you can hold your weight just as much as a male actor or yeah oh you're that's the um that's the Asian actor no it's just yeah. it's just the actor it, oh that's the um like person of color actor that doesn't yeah. sound right <laughs> like that is the yeah. um, black actor oh no you're just the actor like <laughs> that's where I want to get I into. feel like people said it so much like even like like even in like my own household like when we watch Bake Off Sandy Toxfig is one of the like hosts of it yes and every time she's on it's always mentioned in my house that she's a gay female comedian yeah and yes that's amazing i mean a female comedian tick initially but but women can't be funny rachel gauze women no i I mean i don't know what we think we're doing Um, (laughs) but funny at um, all to be a gay female comedian it's just you know it's almost like groundbreaking like well it doesn't have to be you've added the things that supposedly culturally make it groundbreaking when it doesn't have to be she's just very funny yeah she's just hilarious and like people like ellen like people always see ellen's generous as a gay icon maybe she doesn't want to be maybe she just wants to be ellen you know yeah do you have any further questions for me rachel of course i do always we're gonna be here for three hours oh this could be a funny one Mm. (laughs) we've only got like a few more don't worry have you ever made a move on a straight girl always the response oh my god every single day yeah every day literally no don't it's not even funny the amount of times i fall in love with straight women is a joke i see a woman on the street and i'm like i love you have my children it's a (laughs) it's a nightmare oh my god um but usually oh my god i think i just cut myself stop playing with (laughs) um usually on a night out it's a bit different because like everyone's it's kind of like a free-for-all with everyone yeah i'll be i'll go up to someone who's um straight on a night out and be like hi like you're really pretty i'd like how you like oh would you like like do you want to like kiss like what's going on like come on let's dance and then they're like hell yeah and then you end up making out with them for like 20 minutes and then they go and like they're like i'm straight and i'm like okay hon <laughs> not anymore <laughs> but yeah you're still straight if you make out with girls when you're drunk it's fine um but you when you're whenever you want to be yeah when you're sober um obviously when i told my best friend that i was in love with her um by the way you should probably just point out you don't take advantage i do not say, you always are like <laughs> on this one yeah. it's always like i'm like a predator i'm like a sexual yeah. I'm like, come <laughs> at me hello i'm searching for the straights i'm turning them gay yeah. without their consent no I'm everyone to take them to the dark side <laughs> the light side actually <laughs> um <laughs> everyone who i've ever like dated or had um physical situation with has been consenting adult and they are okay with it and they're fine with it and it's not like i'm just like a weird like homosexual that's trying like make people i'm not james charles okay i'm like (laughs) (laughs) wow Wow. Um, but yeah when i told my best friend that i was in love with her um the reaction was oh i'm not gay it wasn't weird and she continued to be friends with me she just like 
flirted with me more, which was a bit of a joke. <laughs> she, she I like, know, just like makes the situation worse, why don't you? But yeah, I, I think <sighs> I, I'm in the place at the moment where I just kind of want to be with someone that knows that they like women. And I wasn't, I wasn't always in that place. I was always kind of like, oh, I can change her. Like I can, I'll make her different. Like she may be straight, but she's not going to be straight for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was even weird, like not weird, but it was even more difficult when I was transgender. Cause I was just like, um, so here's the sitch. I yeah. am a man, but not in the way you think. <laughs> <laughs> or like, I haven't got all the bits and pieces, but I'm halfway there. Yeah, and that was my like relationship when I was in when I was in a relationship when I was trans. It was like she was like, oh, I'm bisexual, but like also I'm straight. So this is a straight relationship. I was I had to like say to her, no, you're not. You're not bisexual because you're dating me. You, this is a straight relationship. Like this is because I am a man and you're a woman. This is straight. Like just because the anatomy isn't the same doesn't mean. Wait, this is a straight relationship but then but then that that you know begs so many questions about what is sexuality is sexuality fluid is it literally you fall in love with the personality as opposed to a physical person as opposed to the shell instead of what's inside oh jesus and that's why i've kind of like you know hearing you say these things in years gone by as well as now it still makes me think like oh my god like what if I do end up like falling in love with like a woman one day because I just love her personality. Like exactly. What's so bad about that? I know, and that's my thing. I'm so like I think people should be like I don't want to invalidate anyone's identity. And if you want to identify as straight, and if you want to identify as gay, you do you, sis. But honestly, I genuinely I don't want to rule out the fact that I might fall in love with a man, or I might fall in love with a woman. I might end up marrying. Yeah. A non-binary person i might end up marrying someone that doesn't believe in gender i might end up marrying like like anyone i i, yeah. I think you just fall in love with a personality and i genuinely oh, it's so difficult because so much of people's like identity is built around their gender and who they love and i don't think it should be that way personally and I think that, like, as a person, I have kind of, like, tested a lot of people's beliefs in what is normal and what is, like, straight and what is gay. Because, yeah. like, when I was trans, I was like, okay, so you're a girl and I'm transgender, so we're straight. And she was like, um, no. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me tell, let me tell you that again. And, like, it's teaching people and, like, now I don't really believe in gender as a construct if i was to get with someone what would they be don't know exactly sexuality is fluid gender is fluid and gender is a social construct it is it really really is and the more you delve into it the more it like messes up your brain it's just like oh my god everything i believe but then but then you get transgender people who want to be seen as male and you're like i don't want to discredit you by saying oh gender doesn't Mm. exist by the way just like you know like you don't want to be a man like (laughs) sorry (laughs) you can't be transgender (laughs) get out no (laughs) but like it's such a massive thing we're not gonna like it is and i feel like we have done an episode on identity but i feel like we could do it again i think we could do obviously we're going to like in the LGBT month, I think we should do an episode dedicated to transgender 
yes yes the transgender so i know we spoke um all about theo becoming theo coming out as theo why you thought um you were theo but how do people actually react when you the did you call it detransitioning yes yeah so how do people react to that a lot of people were really surprised because i was so adamant that i was a man yes um my, <laughs> well, my... yes you were you were like aggressively adamant i was like i am man penis oh! you know what's really funny though today you're wearing a t-shirt that says i am your father <laughs> i am your father honestly i don't mind if any like i am the daddy of the podcast so Oh busty babes more like busty dad yep. dad way <laughs> <Daddy. laughs> um <laughs> everyone was really quite a shot apart from my family everyone was kind of like um what the mm. fuck and a lot of people were like because before people had said to me oh you're so much hotter as a boy and then i was like i want to be um non-binary and they were like <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> what? Um, and then, obviously, my girlfriend at the time was like, bless her. She, I still, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, she don't was, talk about it if you don't want to, it's okay. Um, I don't want to talk about what's going on right now with her, but she was really because nice. I will shout at you. <laughs> As per usual. Rachel, she is a lovely person. I know it wasn't healthy, but she I just really, don't believe you. She's lovely. She's really You nice. also thought you were a man for four years. I can't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. We keep I'm that in. We keep that in so people can see yeah. how much of an arsehole you are. Um, <laughs> Such a bad friend. But yeah, she... I think she was... Like... Uh, I was... Re- I think it was a really difficult relationship because I was really, like, not stable at the time and I was not happy yeah. at all. And um, when I was like, I kind of want to be a girl. Like, I want to do more girl stuff. She was like, it's fine like but i just think about it because i don't know maybe like maybe just don't take it too far and i was like okay <laughs> and um just don't take your actual femaleness too far please because that would make me gay and i don't know how to be a gay yeah and i think obviously i was the first person she dated that wasn't completely cis male um and I slowly started to not come to her house anymore because I didn't want to turn up her house in a skirt. Like, it was that yeah. kind of thing. And her family had just got used to me being, like, transgender. How the hell would they cope with me being, like, fucking whatever? Yeah. <laughs> and I whatever think... Whatever my- this is, you are now. Yeah. As it went on, people got a lot more accepting. And, that, like, a lot of people were like, oh, you're just... You're fit as a man and a, and a woman. And, like, so many people, like, admitted to me that they had a crush on me when I was a dude. And I was like, why, dude? You could have... What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and now I'm like... I think people generally... The a reaction is, oh, I'd sleep with you either. Either way. Like, I don't ge- see why that... Why is that the first thing? (laughs) Is that a compliment? Like, I don't understand why people say that. I'd rather they say to me, oh, I respect your decision. Oh, that's really interesting. I'm really, really glad that you, like, find out who you are. No, it's usually, oh, you're really fit as both. Oh. like, I just, I don't understand how that can ever be. Maybe it's because they feel so awkward they don't know what to say. So they're just like, compliments, here they come. I'd smash your both, it's fine. <laughs> um, all at the same time. 
<laughs> when you get into a relationship with me, that's what it's like. You're dating all the personalities, not just the exactly. one. Exactly. You've got to um, sign up for at least five different bests. Exactly. But yeah, I think reactions were varied, but a lot of them were positive. And a lot of people, like I posted, I posted a TikTok because I have a TikTok because I'm secretly 14 years old. Um, <laughs> and I posted a TikTok about my transition and it got, it like blew up and got like 3,000 views or something ridiculous. Did like it? Yeah. You're going to have I'm, to send it to me because I'm, I'm not on TikTok because I'm not a child. I'm basically um, TikTok famous. So yeah. um, and it was just like pictures of me um as theo and then pictures of me now and loads of the comments were like i'm so scared that this is gonna happen to me like i'm so glad you spoke about it but um do you what's your tiktok so name if people want to go and check it out oh god let me get it up please follow me on tiktok i need friends what about me you're not my friend you <laughs> little bitch no. <laughs> you. i thought not <laughs> um what am i doing no oh my tiktok knows. name is at beth davies 21 so that's my tiktok please hit up but yeah um and yeah and then my final question for you is if you oh had a child obviously there's no <gasps> pressure but if you i'm having a baby ever, right do now have a child i'm pregnant okay third pregnancy um, announcement on the podcast <laughs> um what would you do if your child came out what would Give your reaction be them a high five Full on high five. Like genuinely, I'd just be like, "Cool, that's fun." I feel like we've learned so much from each other and from our own mistakes and like our parents' mistakes to know how to react yeah. if we did have a child. And we'd also, I feel like we would make it more of a conversation than our parents ever did. Yeah, definitely. So that they would feel comfortable. Definitely, I think this. I'd be like, "Oh, you've come to the right place." Yeah. <laughs> um, You've, sit down babes you've come out of the Let's right womb because <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i have so much experience in it. like just like if my child comes out as transgender i could be like let me help you and if my child comes out as like yeah i could be like let me help you because i just i feel know... like i'll just send them to you like oh i'm accepting beth yeah. will give you all the answers <laughs> i will be the auntie or the uncle i'll be the uncle the uncle the the auntie i'll be the auntie i'll be the auntie (laughs) (laughs) that's true i'll be the auntie um i'll be that cool progressive auntie and yeah why not i think what i do is never um make my child feel like they weren't allowed to be who they are unless they're a furry and they can get out of my house (laughs) (laughs) i I was gonna say i totally agree until you said that point i was like that's a bit that's a bit if you are a furry i I don't personally support furries that's my personal opinion you do use this but if my child ever became a furry i would that's the only thing i'd be really sad about and paedophilia and paedophilia also if you think (laughs) paedophiles should be a part of the lgbt community stop listening and go I don't get that. Therapy. I genuinely don't understand how that can ever be. There are actually people who support it as well. That's the shocking thing. I think it's insane. Guess what, guys? Children can't consent. Animals can't consent. Stop romanticising and legitimising relationships between old men or women and kids and people fucking dogs. Stop it. Dirty. (laughs) Dirty pick. (laughs) That is my opinion. Thank you very much for coming to my TED Talk. 
Well, that's all my questions. I already asked you all my questions. I feel like I've done. I've not done you justice. I haven't. I haven't oh, got enough no, questions no, no. We have a whole month to talk about this, so you don't do. forget. In June, we will be doing a whole month of Pride episodes. If you have any like, if you have any like specific suggestions or things you want us to speak about regarding the LGBT community, let us know on our Instagram. Just want to tell everyone there is our Instagram again, Beth. Our Instagram is at bb podcast. Wait, at bb underscore podcast. There we go. And if you want to get in touch, yes, I was literally about to say we're so in sync. Oh my god! Yay! If you want to email us, you can email us at busty babes podcast wait no it's not but you do it yes, i it can't even do it you it's busty babes podcast at hotmail.com it's in the bio on instagram just in case yeah. you didn't catch it um but yeah send us any suggestions or questions or anything you want to know about we, we, well, we'll, we could try we'll try our hardest we'll try our hardest we will be doing we're some not therapists but... we're not therapists yeah. just another one we're not a therapist and we're not experts on the lgbt community just to finish this episode off i have a little yeah. recommendation well I have go on beth these are very transgender central recommendations okay. um but these are some books i'm just going to show you them even though the podcast <laughs> listeners won't be able to see them um the transmission book by alex Verti is really good um, if you're going through your transition or you're just questioning your gender identity he has a really informative youtube channel and yeah he's lit great person yes. good 10 out of 10 also um alex Verti also has an amazing instagram he does so if, if you can't if you don't have the money for a book or if you just don't want to read a book then um his instagram is there second book is to my trans sisters which is a collection of letters let me read it is it by it's a just a collection of um letters by um trans women um this inspiration collection of letters written by successful trans women shares the lessons they learned on their journeys to womanhood and it's all about it's just wonderful and you can kind of flick through the letters and you can choose which ones you read it's not really like a storyline book it's more that's of a... sort of like the book i'm reading at the moment um which and i really like that style of book because it's yeah. just so easy to pick up and read and go and my third recommendation is another transgender book recommendation oh my god it's the art of being normal which is i a... see that on your dresser or your bookshelf all the time and i'm like i love the front cover like i really want to read it it is amazing you can borrow it if you want it is it got me through literally my entire transition and i still love it to this day even though i'm not going like i'm not transitioning anymore it's so a... is it what's it about it's a young adult novel i'll read you the blurb i won't give it away but it's a, um, a ya novel and it's a fictional fictional novel although it will probably be very non-fiction for a lot of people out there yeah Mm. two outsiders two secrets david longs to be a girl leo wants to be invisible when leo stands up for david in a fight and unlikely friendship forms but things are about to get messy because at eden park school secrets have a funny habit of not staying secret for long oh no i really want to read that that sounds amazing it is amazing so that's my recommendations for this episode Woohoo! Well, probably uh, you could like take like a nice photo of them. Like, I'll take a nice photo of them, and I can upload the, it. Yeah, I'll tag the Instagrams of the people, and yes, I'll 
credit the writers and all that fun stuff yes that'd be really yeah. great um so yeah you can find those on our instagram if instagram. if you forget the titles which i already have because i'm an you awful person i forget um, them already and i've read them like 50 times so <laughs> so Same. have a lovely lovely week guys please do enjoy yourselves be safe enjoy i think it's actually meant to rain this week okay uh enjoy the rain well when, when this comes out it will have rained already so yeah so i hope you enjoyed hope it with the rain hope you i hope better week. weather is coming i hope you enjoyed the bonus episode we put up on wednesday oh my god yeah also don't forget to let us know what you thought of that because it was yes. a bit of like a pilot experimentation episode. pilot we don't care thing. we're gonna do it no <laughs> we do care <laughs> um let us know we'd love to get your opinions and get your suggestions for other things we can do on bonus episodes so yeah, be safe, be, be safe. kind. Wash your hands. Wash your hands, you dirty pig. We haven't mentioned um, a quarantine in this entire episode. Oh my god. Lockdown, quarantine, wash hands, stay safe, stay at home. NHS, yes. woo! <laughs> anyway, have a lovely week. Yes. Bye, guys. And we will see you next week. Bye. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. for it i currently look like hagrid um, but, in, but in a sexy way but in a salty rachel you're a queen oh. kind of way well i know oh, wow. actually i've got my cup of Thanks. tea i've got my chalky fingers basically the same thing really exactly i mean i'm just gonna open them up ASMR. You need a microphone. I feel so jealous right now. I know you should. My microphone's like up here. Are it we recording already, by the way? We are recording already. Okay, that's fine. They can just enjoy. Oh. I can't get it open now. You need to. Um, uh, does your microphone still not work with your HDMI? iPad. Yeah. No, I don't think. I think it said it wasn't supported by the iPad, but I don't know if I'm just being stupid. So. <clears throat> nice. Thank you. <laughs>